Hello, witchy friends. Welcome to Cat Steen Witchcraft. My name is Fauna, and I am your host. This podcast is for those who are Wiccan, witches, and everything in between. Don't forget to follow the podcast social media pages at Cats Tea and Witchcraft on Instagram, Cats Tea and Witch on Twitter, and Cats Tea and Witchcraft Podcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening to Cats Tea and Witchcraft and enjoy the episode. Hello, witchy friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 89, and today's topic is on dreams. Before we get into today's topic, we have this week's herb, and this is going to be honeysuckle. Honeysuckle is one of my favorite plants that grow local in my environment, so I don't know how extensive this plant is around the world, but if you are within certain parts of the United States, at least, I know you can probably find honeysuckles somewhere. Like usual, the first book that I have is Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs, starting on page 140. For honeysuckle, it says the folk names is Dutch honeysuckle, goat's leaf, and woodbine, genders masculine, planet Jupiter, element earth, powers, money, psychic powers, and protection. For magical uses, it says ring green candles with honeysuckle flowers to attract money or place them in a vase in the house for the same purpose. Lightly crush the fresh flowers and then rub on the forehead to heighten psychic powers. If a honeysuckle plant grows outside near your home, it will bring good luck. And if it grows over the door, it will keep fevers at bay for the household. I have a small and new book to use this week. I also have another one that I got, but it is not one that has details on honeysuckle. And this book is called Herbal Magic, A Guide to Herbal Enchantments, Folklore, and Divination by Jarena Dunwich. And starting on page 162, it's just a quick quick snippet. It says honeysuckle, botanical name, Lonicera capriforleum, plant type, perennial, planetary ruler Jupiter, and element ruler Earth. And the last one I have is starting on page 151 of A Witch's Guide to Wildcraft. And it says, for locations of honeysuckle, it says landscapes and roadsides, parts used, flower and vine, planetary ruler, Mercury, Venus, and Jupiter. Its uses is for money, good luck, to keep secrets, memory, and psychic powers. For edibility, Sipping the nectar from the flowers is safe. I have done this within my own plants within family's yards. I wouldn't recommend doing this in places where you don't know if the plants have been treated with pesticides or any other chemicals, so please be aware of that. And it says, warnings, the leaves, stems, and other plant parts are mildly toxic. When North Americans talk about honeysuckle today, they usually are referring to the Japanese honeysuckle, a non-native evergreen vine that is either a delight or a scourge, depending on your point of view. If you are trying to reclaim a plot of land overturned by the vine, it is a royal pain in the rear. If you are lounging on the patio in the evening in the late spring and catch a whiff of its fragrant flowers, it is a true delight. For uses, it says, for it, the author says, I must apologize for the multiple listings for the planetary rulers for this plant. The authorities are in some disagreement here. Nicholas Culpepper 
attributes it to mercury, possibly due to its medical use at the time for respiratory ailments. Scott Cunningham assigns it to Jupiter. Honestly, I've seen it attributed in other sources to Venus and the moon. I'm afraid ancient sources fail us this time around. What I can tell you is that the flowers are said to be used to attract money or rubbed on the forehead to increase psychic powers. The fragrance of the flowers or incense is said to sweeten the energy of a spell or, when used as an anointment, cause those we encounter to like us. This may be where honeysuckle gets its association with fairies and glamoury magic. You can derive one type of use from the very nature of the plant, that of binding. Several of the old sources say honeysuckle is a good luck herb for marriage and romantic engagements. It may occur to some readers that honeysuckle can be used in binding spells of a less than benign purpose. Please keep in mind that binding someone against their will in a romantic way is never recommended. The karmic results from what I have seen are nasty for the spell worker and for the victim. So that is all I have for you guys today on Honeysuckle. So if you either have them local or if there's a way you can plant them in your own yard, feel free to look into smelling the aroma of the Honeysuckle, identifying them, and if they're clean and you know what they've been exposed to, maybe give that edible part of the flower. Um, it's usually the stems in the center, I think, if I remember correctly, that you can taste the sweetness from. But again, like any plant, if you don't know what it truly is and if you've never really interacted with it before, don't be shoving things in your mouth. Honestly, if you don't truly know what a honeysuckle is, I would not be licking the insides of random flowers, even if you think it might be honeysuckle. I personally learned how to identify honeysuckle when I was really young because my grandfather had it on his property and he was the one who tended to the land. So we knew what I was exposed to and my father is the one who taught me about it and showed me how to identify it. Okay, now on to today's topic of dreams. Like usual, I'm going to start with a definition of a dream. Most of us know what dreams are, but we kind of have still various perspectives on how, when, what, and if we do or don't experience dreams. So the first definition is from Merriam-Webster, and it says dreams are a series of thoughts, images, or emotions occurring during sleep. Dictionary.cambridge.org says that dreams are a series of events or images that happen in your mind when you are sleeping. The next one, or the next definition, comes from Medical News Today, and it says dreams are stories and images that our minds create while we sleep. They can be entertaining, fun, romantic, disturbing, frightening, and sometimes bizarre, which most might are pretty bizarre and random. Not always random, but pretty bizarre. And the next one comes from sleepassociation.org, and it says a dream can be explained as a succession of sensations, emotions, ideas, and images that occur involuntarily in a person's mind during certain stages of sleep. It's not really understood what the purpose and content of dreams are, but they certainly have been subject of religious and philosophical interest and a topic of scientific speculation throughout recorded history. And like I said, that is from sleepassociation.org. Some fun facts about sleep that comes from the Medical News Today article that I'm going to tag and have used for definitions as well. 
says, we may not remember dreaming, but everyone is thought to dream between three and six times per night. It is thought that each dream lasts between five to 20 minutes. And around 95% of dreams are forgotten by the time a person gets out of bed. And dreaming can help you learn and develop long-term memories. And additional cool fact that some people might not know is, when do we dream during our sleep cycle? And that's going to occur during our REM cycle, which is the rapid eye movement cycle of our sleep, which is said where dreams mainly occur. And this is because this is when the brain's activity is high and mostly resembles that of being awake, apparently. So why do we dream? Honestly, many people will have different opinions on this if it's religiously or culturally, or if you're talking to someone that studies sleep and is a sleep study, a scientist or whoever it is that does these sort of things. And some say that dreams are representing unconscious desires and wishes, interpreting random signals from the brain and body during sleep, consolidating and processing information gathered during the day, and the brain could be using this time during your sleep as a form of psychotherapy and processing your emotions, your feelings, your traumas, and everything else. I also have an additional list from Medical News Today of different things that may occur while you're sleeping. It's not a reason we dream, but things that your dreams can be using this time to kind of happen within that sleep cycle. Some people says it's just offline asleep memory processing so your brain can consolidate learning and memory tasks and helping with your memorization. It could help you and your consciousness and subconscious, I guess, prepare for future threats and things that have caused stress to you that you might not have paid attention during your wake time. It could also stimulate real life experiences and as a way to kind of default daydreaming, but actually do it when you're asleep. So again, a different way of processing information. It could also help you just process in general emotions and different things as well. And it could just be a way that your brain thinks about memories and things from your past and things that you are hoping for the future or your body is almost planning things. It's like when you're awake and you're kind of like reenacting or planning a certain conversation with someone you are thinking about having in the future. It's just another way of your body just to process things. Next is the different types of dreams that we may have. Starting off is just regular dreams. It could just be us processing things that we've watched on TV, things we've done during our day, past memories or things that we hope for the future. And it could just be a combination of random things as well. That is what many and what I consider just normal dreams. Then there are things such as nightmares. Nightmares are dreams that cause disturbing emotions and distress to people which can be induced by anxiety, fear, and other things that go on. Some people have these more often than not and as someone who hasn't, I honestly don't think I've truly experienced a night terror. I've had 
bad dreams or scary dreams, but I'm usually pretty aware of my dreams. So I'm normally not scared of what goes on my dreams. They have made me uncomfortable, but usually I can identify pretty quickly when I wake up what has gone on. Some things that I consider subcategories of dreams, but they're just a type of dream that you have, not really like nightmare versus like regular dreams, but more of just a type of normal dream, I guess. Maybe, maybe not normal. I don't know. I'm not a dream expert, but this is just how I'm processing and interpreting the different ones that people talk about. There's lucid dreaming, and lucid dreaming is that the dreamer is either aware they are dreaming or possibly may actually have control over their dreams. Personally, I am almost always aware that I'm dreaming, and I have only a couple times actually had control over my dreams, and the ones that might be more like messages or me processing things or having spirits visit me, I'm not sure if I personally consider that as lucid dreaming. I feel like that's like a completely different category of who knows what it is. Then there's just things like reoccurring dreams and those are just dreams that you have often. They get happen on a nightly basis. They can happen on a just occasional basis, but the fact that you've had it more than once or they're similar or they have like reoccurring themes or symbols or certain people. So that could vary as well. And then there are things like prophetic dreams or dreams that are messages or people or spirits or energies reaching out to you or your body processing information that may be signs. Some people who either identified themselves as psychic or prophetic or if they're just more empathic, I guess, not empathy, but empathic, whatever, they might have a little different view on this as well, depending on what sort of messages come to them. So now that we went over all of those details on dreams, what, what can witches do with dreams besides just dream? So there's such things called as dream magic. There are many cultures that already believe that dreams are an opportunity to do a variety of things. And some of those things people call astral projection or they call it astral travel. So that is one thing that people can do within the magical or spiritual realms depending on their beliefs, their abilities, and their cultural beliefs as well. And you can read a little bit more on that snippet that I got that from the Inner Temple of Witchcraft by Christopher Penzak, and that was around on page 225. But there are other forms of things that you can do with dreams when it comes to magic. There is just such things called dream magic. So there's different tools that you can use prior to going to sleep to encourage different types of results that you want. So look into that um, on your own terms because there are so many different ways in things that you can do with that and just too much for me to go over at today but I wanted to let you know there is such thing as dream magic. Again also witches can just use their dreams to process emotions, inspire creativity, or if you use those dreams either with dream magic or as a separate thing as processing premonitions, predictions, or interpreting signs. A lot of people also use it to contact and speak to other people 
their guides, and also loved ones that have passed, if it's ancestors you have or haven't met as well. So if you're interested in doing such things as dream magic or all of the other options you can do with dreams, how can you help keep track of them? You can, and what I do is have a journal, keep it next to your bed or keep it in your office or wherever you process your thoughts or wherever you think you can best memorize and get things down quickly because it is a very common thing that people will forget their dreams pretty quickly after waking up. And even if you do remember it, as you wake up, you tend to forget about it throughout the day, unless it was something that was more significant to you. You could also talk them out with your friends and family to help process them. You can also just think about your dreams that you've had in the past and compare them to dreams that you are having now. Different ways you can compare them is that you can see how they're similar. How are they different? Do they have similar themes? Do they make you feel a certain type of way or feel the same way as they have before? And maybe note if certain types of dreams or symbols or visitations are more or less frequent. And you can also purchase books to help you interpret your dreams and process and understand different types of symbolism as well. But as a reminder, symbolism can vary from culture to culture and person to person depending on what is important to them and how they understand and connect to their own community and the world. One thing that I definitely want to bring up is that some people do have difficulties remembering their dreams. The things I'm going to go over on ways to maybe help stimulate more memorization or just remembering your dreams in general or understanding your dreams can vary, again, from person to person. And some of these probably might not work for people. And if it doesn't, there are maybe a couple other things that this list might at least be able to encourage you to continue to look into extra steps. Some things that people suggest to help remember your dreams or to even dream because some people just think they don't dream and it's most likely that they don't remember them is just first off trying to get more sleep and going to sleep earlier but a lot of times that is easier said than done for many reasons. Also, it is suggested that you cut out caffeine out of your diet and if you still drink small amounts of it, cut that caffeine intake at an earlier point in the day and also cutting out any mind-altering substances and medications that you don't need to take on a regular basis that are recommended by your doctors because certain medications and other mind-altering substances may affect your dreams or your memory. Also, it is suggested to stop using electronics right before you go to bed. Maybe try meditating and doing yoga before you go to bed. Also, maybe add exercise and yoga to strengthen your body, but also tire you out to help see if it can assist with you sleeping better and or also hitting a deeper phase of sleep that is needed to dream. So maybe you're not necessarily reaching that REM cycle or not staying in the REM cycle long enough to remember your dreams. Also, if you feel like this list or those anything else that you have tried isn't working honestly speak to your doctor because there are 
medical conditions out there that could probably prevent you from getting proper sleep, which may affect you getting into your REM sleep, which may actually be affecting your way to process or even memorize or dream at all. So don't cut out the concept of talking to your doctor about these things because maybe the fact that you can't remember your dreams or you don't think you're dreaming might actually be a bigger sign about your overall health and your sleep. Also, there are other things out there that you can use magically or spiritually, blah, 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 um, to help encourage or process your dreams as well or if you're doing dream magic. I'm not going to go over crystals today because there are just so many crystals that you can associate with dreams and different types of dreams and depending on what you're doing, but I'm going to go over herbs. So just so you know, go ahead and do the research on different crystals that may work for you. But for herbs, there are ones that are known to help with particularly astral projection, and that is Dittany of Crete, Mugwort, and Poplar. And for prophetic dreams, there is Bracken, Buchu, Sneak Foil, Heliotrope, Jasmine, Marigold, Mimosa, Mugwort, Onion, and Rose. There's most likely other herbs that you can use out there, but the one that I hear about the most that people use is Mugwort. So that one, onion, rose, and a couple of those may be a little more accessible for different people depending on where you're from. So maybe look into associating those herbs either in your environment or maybe there are different types of ones that are safe for teas and maybe drink those before you go to bed or maybe have a satchel in your pillow or by your bed or maybe combine that with some crystals as well and see what combinations help you get the results that you want. So I have two books that I have currently on interpretations of dreams and other things. Um, I have personally been processing and journaling and interpreting my own dreams since I was like in middle school or high school. So I have come up with my own process, how to understand my dreams, what means what to me, how do I know if someone's reaching out to me, how do I know if I need to reach out to someone in my life, and a lot of times it is also me processing emotions, anxiety, and stress, but there have been some crazy ones that are definitely more on that spiritual and magically side as well. But the two books that I have, I don't use them all the time, but they're pretty cool. One of the ones that I have, it's a pretty thick book. It's called 12,000 Dream Interpreted. So this one is by Gustavus Hinman Miller. And this is just a big book that goes over different symbols and what they might mean. But again, like I said earlier, different things mean different things to different people, culturally or personally. So maybe what is suggested in this book may resonate with me. It might not. It might resonate with you. And maybe it might not. So go ahead and maybe think about getting this book because it says 12,000 and I haven't counted each one. So hopefully it is properly marketing an actual 12,000 different things you can look into. Then there's another book that I literally got apparently for 67 cents over a decade ago and it's called The Dictionary of Dreams and Their Meanings and this is by Richard Craze. This has actually like historical things in here, different interpretations of different parts of the world and dreams and also different symbols it looks like as well. So maybe look into that book too. 
and I'm suggesting these just because they're the only two I currently have that focus on dreams. Okay, everybody, this is all I have for you today. If you have any questions about this episode, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, Twitter, or you can send me an email. Also, don't forget I have a Facebook group and Facebook page. And if you are a listener, make sure you answer all the entry questions for the Facebook listeners group. If you don't answer the questions, you will not gain access to the group because I want to keep the safety for all the listeners and the podcast itself to have a safe space to talk to each other at. So again, I appreciate every single one of you and I will talk to you next week. Have a great one. Blessed be.